0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle cry.
0: Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk.
1: For the Lord, your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy
0: Wednesday, Andrew. Here it is, Wednesday, March 16, the year of our Lord 2022. Yes, it is. And it's- that is what's on the... Yeah, equipment. Right. We're, 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 we're all we're together. together there. We can, we can keep going. All right. Check <laughs> check the date. <laughs> Matthew 28, as we're wrapping up Matthew's gospel here, this resurrection, and yet some people aren't happy about it.
1: Well, hey, we were talking about yesterday, the reaction of the women, all right, and then we talked about fear and don't be afraid, and basically we're underscoring there was not an expectation among the followers of Jesus to come and find an empty tomb that day, and then let alone these soldiers who, when they see an angel, they fall over like dead men.
0: They're they're terrified. Yeah. So there's gonna be some response to that. Yes. And so we're going to read verses 11 through 15, Matthew 28. While they were going, that's the women, while the women were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, tell people, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. It's not just been spread among the Jews. Well, not just till matthew's day, but on yeah. until today oh, it 's still today. one of the theories that probably
1: one of the most popular theories how do you explain this resurrection, this yeah. empty tomb and I mean really really that 's the issue isn 't it, it is. How do you explain this empty tomb uh, you know the, the 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 as we pointed out Monday in our conversation, this fundamental bedrock truth in which all of Christianity hangs is this empty tomb, this resurrection. And so if you're going to be
0: a detractor, an opponent, a skeptic, you sure got to deal with the resurrection. At the heart, at the base, at the foundation of Christianity is not a feeling. Mm-hmm. It is not an attitude. It is not even a set of teachings. Now I know that all of that is involved, sure, in Christianity, in following Jesus, but at the foundation is an historical event. Did this event occur or did it not? If the resurrection did not occur, then Christianity is invalid. There's no aspect of Christianity that's valid. There's no need to pick and choose the bits that we like and we don't like. Let's just toss it out and go do something else. But if it did happen, Mm -hmm. Jesus is Lord and we must follow him. Yeah, Lord. And
1: that separates him from other great teachers and philosophers. We spend some time talking about the value of a Christian ethic. Wouldn't the world really look better if we we lived, you know, treated other people the way they we want to be treated and, and so forth and so on? But, but Jesus himself is more than a philosopher. It's more than an ethic. And it's because of this right here.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I appreciate you bringing up that one teaching ethic, treat others the way you want to be treated. Uh, that, while Jesus, I believe, took that farther than anyone else had taken it, there were others who had said similar things as that. There are similar you know, concepts. What, what you don't want done to you, don't do to others. That was a mm-hmm. that was a concept even before Jesus yeah. came on the scene from philosophers and theologians and re- religious people that were not Christians. Yeah, but thank you, you for the air quotes. Yeah. We, all, uh, <laughs> we all got a lot out of that right there. But you were right. Yeah. Quote, unquote, air, quote, religious people. Religious people. people. <laughs> so, but, but my point is, is that even that, that though, though that describes how we act as Christians, that is not the foundation of Christianity. The foundation of Christianity is not let's all go be nice people. Mm-hmm. The foundation of Christianity is Jesus was resurrected. Yeah. And so, again, that either happened mm-hmm. or it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Th- those, This is one of those places where we really only have two choices. Sure. You know, in a lot of cases, when somebody gives two choices, it's a false dilemma, but not, not here. It either happened or it didn't happen.
1: And so Matthew, in his record here of this gospel, and it is a gospel. I mean, everything we've read, we are clear that Matthew is advocating Jesus Christ is the Son of God, Jesus Christ is Lord, follow Jesus Christ. But there was a counter-narrative that the opponents of Christ, the skeptics, the religious leaders, basically from day one, launch their own story to try to explain this empty tomb and discredit the truth that Jesus is Lord.
0: Before we actually talk about that, can I back up and just make the point that, that there is an underlying principle that we see in this paragraph that I want to make abundantly clear, mm-hmm. and that is we have to do something with this empty tomb. Okay. We, we, ha- we have to do so. Look, 2,000 years ago, something happened. Mm. Something happened 2,000 years ago to bring this group of people who were uh, fishermen, mm-hmm. who were um, the rabble among yeah. the people, these are not, you know, lords and ladies, these are not kings and queens, this very small group of people, to end up being the dominant world religion mm-hmm. in a, in just a couple of centuries. Something happened that prompted that. And we have to deal with it. We we've You brought up the counter-narrative idea. This is not the first time in Matthew that we see people giving a counter-narrative to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what we've recognized every time is Jesus lived in a way And he died in a way that he has to be dealt with. He cannot be ignored. Something happened, and I need to come up with a reasonable explanation of what it was that matches and mirrors the world that we live in. I cannot ignore this. And the Pharisees and the scribes and the priests and the elders, they all realized, we cannot ignore this. We have to give an explanation. And so they came up with one. And I want to say that's what people have to do today. You don't just get to dismiss Jesus. You don't Mm -hmm. just get to say, oh, nothing happened. No, something happened. I need to figure out what it was, because if it is resurrection, then he's Lord. If it's something else, okay, let's dismiss him. But if it is resurrection, then he is Lord. So now their counter-narrative. Well, so the counter-narrative
1: is to tell the soldiers who themselves were witnesses. I I key into that statement that they came and reported to the chief priests all that had happened. And if they said all that had happened, that means and an angel showed up and the stone was rolled away and the tomb was empty and we shook and fell down like dead people and it was all we could do to get here, right? That's all that happened. And so they explain all of that and then they are offered this money and given a different story to tell take the money and tell the story that you fell asleep and while you were asleep the disciples came and stole the body right and and they were willing to do it this text says and i find in that right there that the resurrection is something that revealed character here okay that there are these women who are uh, witnesses to the resurrection And they went and told the disciples, and even if they didn't believe right away, they went and told the disciples, they told the truth. You've got these other soldiers who are coming and telling word of this resurrection, but they could be bought. Their
0: character was for sale. And that's a striking thing to me. Notice that the priests and the Elders say, "Look, if word of this gets to the governor, we'll we'll take care of you." Mm-hmm. This is the reason why. I know there's some debate about this, but this is the reason why I believe these are actually Roman soldiers. Yeah, uh, maybe there's something about the historical part of this that I don't know, and someone can correct me. Maybe you know, and you can correct My me. Is I understand, but I don't. Soldiers? I don't. I don't think Pilate would hold the. So some some have the idea that it's temple guards. Hmm. It's just Jewish guards that have gone out there. I don't think Pilate would hold the temple guards to a standard of, if you failed on this mission, I'm going to execute you. But right. for the Roman soldiers, mm-hmm. that's exactly where they would be. They yeah. they didn't just let a prisoner escape. They let a dead guy escape. How do you do that? Well, that's exactly right. And. You know, to that
1: point, I point people back to chapter twenty-seven and verse sixty-five, where the religious leaders did go to Pilate for a guard, and yeah. he says, "You have a guard." And so, I mean, I I tend to think he went ahead and let him. In. Now, perhaps it was the same guys responsible for the crucifixion itself. I've mm-hmm. heard that that you might keep the same team there. Um,
0: well, be I've... that as it may, I do believe it's Rome. Yeah. So just just to give both sides of this, I, some would suggest that when Pilate says, "You have a guard," he's saying you're not going to take any of my guards you you guys so have your own guard. Your guard use your guards mm-hmm. i don't think that's what's happening again and the, and, and my reason for thinking that what pilot says there is okay you have one i'm giving you one is because they're worried about what's the governor going to say about this yeah. which I don't think the temple yeah. guards or the guards that were just with the Jews would be like that. Roman yeah. guards would be, mm-hmm. all right? So, but now, okay, let's but think this But as you pointed out, if it's Roman guards, I think it probably is. Terrible consequences yeah. for falling asleep at your post. Yes. Yeah. And letting disciples come steal a body. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Being, even saying it in such situ- a... I mean, the whole thing just kind of falls apart. Well, wait a minute. Were you asleep or were you not asleep? I mean, because yeah. if because you you're saw asleep, them, how
1: do you know it's the disciples? That's, that's exactly. Right. Yeah.
0: So as we walk through, okay, so now that starts causing us to look at: is this actually a reasonable explanation? Mm-hmm. All right, it's it's we can't just come up with any old story. Sure, there's there's probably 16, 17 stories we could come up with that might be it, but we got to actually ask: is it reasonable? Is it reasonable to believe that disciples? Peter, Andrew, James, John, these guys came, stole the body of Jesus, had it laying in their basement somewhere, or they buried it somewhere else, and they all know it, but now they're going to preach a resurrected Savior. And look, in our modern day, we could kind of see it because we know all kinds of religious people have done things that that uh, to, to get followers, to yeah. get benefits. But these guys didn't get benefits. They didn't get yeah. money from it. They didn't get riches. They didn't get power. What they got was persecution. Yeah. And what they got was being threatened. And, you know, here they are taken in jail and axed and told, if you keep preaching this, we're going to kill you. At some point, guys who know Jesus is down in the basement are going to say, you know what, I think i got to come up with a different get-rich scheme. It's interesting, you
1: know, even as you point out, and it's absolutely true. But here are these soldiers who are going to risk being put to death for telling people they fell asleep and someone stole a body. All of the apostles risked death, and most of them suffered it for saying, Jesus is resurrected. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and the, the soldiers would not. They would not, they would not risk death mm-hmm. for claiming the resurrection. They were going to do everything they could to protect themselves from death, mm-hmm. including lie. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing is, is that the apostles could have lied and said, yeah, you know what? That's the story. We, we stole the body, and they would have escaped death also, but they didn't. Yeah. They continue to proclaim the resurrection. Now I realize we haven't walked through every potential story that people will, will throw out no. there, but I hope I hope we can see here the the underlying point. The resurrection, you have to do something with it. You can't ignore it. Well, and what's, what's troubling
1: is that uh, you know I've seen, and probably you have too, uh, fellows who present themselves as Christians, Christian academics and Christian theologians, writing books or putting out documentaries for National Geographic or Discovery Channel, and, and they'll take up this story. And they'll say, well, probably the disciples stole the body. But Mm. we still see value in what Jesus taught. There doesn't have to be this resurrection. He's still an important figure. There should still be a religion based on it. And that's not at all the message of Christ
0: in the New Testament. No, not at all. We have to do something with it. You have to explain it. And if if you can't explain it logically, reasonably, in any other way than just what it says... Then we need to bow on our knees before Jesus and confess Him as Lord. In fact, let's do that right now. Our great God and Father, we thank you,
1: Lord, for the day that you've given us. And Father, we are loving this time in Matthew 28 and seeing the glory of your resurrection, to see, Father, how it confounds all of your enemies, because in the truth they are all conquered by this resurrection. And we pray, Father, that we might be humble and to allow the power of your gospel to conquer all all which is wrong and evil in us, that we might be purified and cleansed by this message. Father, that we might be humble servants of yours and faithful disciples, that we might hold close to our hearts the truth of this gospel, but declare it proudly and loudly to all who are here that Jesus Christ has conquered death, he is risen, he reigns, Lord of lords, King of kings. To him we give glory in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen.